We're good to go. Hello, everybody. I'm Katie Ridenauer with Leaders Building Leaders. Thanks so much for joining me. And of course, I have Dr. Tom Miller with me, my trusty partner. And we have some wonderful school leaders. I see Joan Yellman. I see Monica Kusnar. We have lots of folks on here. So it's uh, we're so glad to be with you to debrief for John's second day for leading through a crisis. And he started with a quote, um, in the middle of crisis lies opportunity from Albert Einstein. And, you know, I don't know if we're quite in the middle, but we're certainly in a crisis that is changing every day. And as you all know, we received some news from our governor that we will not have school um, until May 18th. But uh, Monica pointed out that, you know, the we will, it'll actually be May uh, 18th instead of the 15th, as the governor says, because you don't want to have Saturday school, Saturday school, unless you do. But um, so during this time, it is critical that we can pivot and find those opportunities within the crisis. So I would love to to hear from you all. You know what? When you heard that news today that you were you weren't going to have school for at least another month and three quarters. What what came to your mind? What what opportunity came to your mind? Because you know that's another thing. You know, John says is that a crisis makes you focus on what's essential. So what what came to your mind as being essential with this pivot in the game plan? So go ahead and unmute yourself if you'd like, and you know, would like to share a thought. Um, or, you know, be vulnerable and share a panic thought that you had, because I'm sure they ran through your mind as well. So, um, Katie, this is Joan. One of the things I thought about is um, what opportunities do we have for uh, collaboration virtually with our team to be sure that they are well supported in an online learning environment? Um, and how can we um, uh, maximize the impact of instructional coaching at this time? Mm. Talk to me a little bit more about that. What do you mean by maximizing instructional coaching? What would that so look we, like? We contract with uh, UNC's Beginning Teacher Support Coach Program, as mm -hmm. well as having an instructional coach on staff. And so one of the questions I had is, how do we have meaningful coaching going on in this ever-changing uh, fabric that we have uh, right now. Um, you know, we knew that we had to do online learning and we're currently on spring break this week. So we have a little bit of a buffer, mm -hmm. but what does that look like beginning March 30th? And how do we make sure that our teachers have the support that they need as they're navigating a world that they didn't sign on to initially? Mm. So. Okay, and so instructional support is huge. You know, so that um, that kind of relieves you a little bit of offering that ongoing instructional support as the school leader. You know, so you're really fortunate to have that, um, you know, instructional facilitator on staff to to fulfill that role. Um, so thank you for for clarifying that, Joan. Uh, anybody else? You know, what else? What came to everybody else's mind when when this announcement came through? Well, it's just an opportunity to get, this is Monica, sorry. It's just an opportunity to raise our computer skills and our internet skills and the skills of those for students mm. so that they are more tech savvy. And then, um, you know, through those struggles that we go through to figure out, you know, what problems can happen and how to solve them quicker. 
right? You really are going to have to rely on your team more than ever because everybody's kind of swimming in unknown waters at the same time. And, you know, and I know you have Olivia on the staff who's really tech savvy and I, um, and I know she's a, a great leader. So, so you have yeah. folks on your team. I'm sure you're, you're relying on like mm -hmm. you never That's, have before. <laughs> yeah. We, we, um, met today as a group and then I just asked questions and posed questions like Thomas taught us to do and with mm -hmm. that led to the discussion to come up with kind of a preliminary plan I don't know um, how far it'll go but just posing the questions and say okay let's let's prepare for the worst case scenario you know mm -hmm. I'm gonna limit you down to this and so um, you know, then the teachers would bring up more questions. So then we could solve those things as much as possible as we went through the process today. Right. I love that, that you're not, you're not saying that this is the plan, that this is a plan that, you know, it's going to help us get to our goal in this time where things are changing. Um, but I, I love that you're using your coaching skills by asking questions and, and putting it out to your team. Uh, so Trying. Think, it, we, you know, we're all a work in progress, you yeah, know, always, <laughs> always. Absolutely. Uh, so Christina, you look like you wanted to jump in. Am, and am I reading your facial expression? Yes. Correctly? Yes. You got that body language, right? Um, first of all, the, the announcement from the governor was no surprise. I think we all kind of knew it was coming. We just didn't know what date was going to be announced and when it was going to be announced. But one of the first things that I thought about today is, on a much larger scale as a charter school, how are we, we're always trying to look how to expand, but we may not have the money for a building. This throws us into that uncomfortable area of what would hybrid learning look like? What mm. would virtual learning look like that we could add to our brick and mortar building to be able to service more students in the future? Mm. Right. You know, I think I, I heard that idea. I was working with a school that was built that were writing the NC access grant and they are locked in with their building, but they had that idea. And so they were working with OCS to see like, is this even possible? And at the time OCS was like, ah, but I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> it might change. One of, the, one of the schools in our consortium, the only traditional public school we actually have in our school leader consortium is Granville Academy. And they're mm -hmm. a traditional public school. And they have um, two days a week. Uh, kids are in a brick and mortar situation. And the other, this is K-8. And the other three days, or K-12, I think maybe, the other three days, they are completely offline. And then the mm -hmm. teachers shift to another building two days a week, and then they go serve another group of students. Um, so two different sides of the county are being served in a complete blended model, where three days are offline and two days are face uh, to face. And, and in that way, in a limited space, they have been able to maximize their overall enrollment and uh, saving you know, money in the long run on, um, on uh, you know, space and operations and uh, people. Uh, but just like uh, Christina said, you know, serving the same amount of students that, you know, a traditional, you know, school may, uh, uh, you know, size wise. So um, they're a disruptor in education and um, they're not on, you know, any of these sessions. I haven't seen them, but I've continued to tell them, I was like, there's a reason why your colleagues don't necessarily love you because you're basically proving that you don't have to come to school five days a week. Well, 
the coronavirus is basically going to show us whether or not we need to be in school five days a week. It's going to show us whether everybody has to come to work from a nine to five environment. It's going to show us all sorts of different ways. If you don't, you know, evolve with it, you will die. And mm -hmm. that's something everybody has to continue to think through and, um, and really, really, you know, those six steps that we learned from John yesterday about putting people first and educate yourself and be flexible, leverage your team, communicate judiciously and be authentic. I mean, those six steps in leading through a crisis, moving into what he taught us today about, um, I love this, allow adversity to give you an advantage. I mean, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. there's no doubt he ended on that one on purpose today to make us all come back tomorrow. But that one right there sealed it for me uh, to take advantage, right? To allow adversity to be your advantage in the marketplace. So whether you're on this call as a business owner, a nonprofit owner, or a principal, teacher, whatever it is, home, you know, you're a mom or a dad, you have to be thinking from that mentality. Hal and Joan put it in the chat. It's the first question. Um, how are we supporting our teachers in this new online learning platform? Now we're going to learn. We're going to learn all sorts of different ways that we can support uh, teachers and what they need from us. So. Right. You know, we've been at the Learning Center, we've been playing around with a model very similar to what was just described for the past two years. And we've been doing it rather under the radar, not advertising it a lot, uh, where we have been trying to t bring back some of that homeschool population and give those students an opportunity to be a part of something that resembles traditional school, but with not all the confinement of traditional school. And uh, so when this coronavirus situation plummeted us into the announcement of today, I find myself, I mean, this sounds terrible, rather excited about it. Uh, because I feel like it gives us the opportunity to see if our test theory really works. And at a time when everybody's looking at, oh gosh, we hope there's some creative program out there that really works. So if that makes any sense, I had a, a sense of excitement about. Yeah, the no. idea that we've, we've got these months to see if our theory really does work. Because I think we've got to move into a different style of school. 21st century, we've sort of missed it, and we've got to finish it and take it into the 22nd century. And technology is here for us. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, Katie, Joan, uh, Joan Roman, that's a really, a really great point, Mary, and um, Mary Jo. And Joan said, uh, she said that homeschool networks have been doing this through the university model. So three days school, you know, two days working independently, you know, so it's that same, you know, most of us would, you know, if you went to a, uh, you know, normal, you know, college, you either had classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, right? Or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? Or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or whatever it was. And that way you can bring more students in, um, right? Under, you know, under those circumstances. So lots of opportunities and learnings to be able to, to do it differently. Um, here, especially if you serve an older population of student, you know, K, K5, K3 might be a little bit uh, different here. And then Joan uh, finished off her uh, comment by, by asking, are we pigeons or are we the statue, right? And I, it was so funny when John said that, he actually said, I think, uh, dumped on, right? I think that was his actual words. He said, yeah, some days you just want to get 
you know, you want to dump on the statue and some days you are the statue getting dumped on. And um, that's, you know, going back to describing leadership, there's no two great days in a leader's life. And uh, so, right, we went from hope yesterday to, okay, more adversity today mm -hmm. based upon the governor's uh, statement. Right. Yeah, no, and to piggyback on what Mary Jo was saying is, you know, they've been doing this under the radar, but the way I wrote, the way I wrote down what John said at the end, and I'm sure he iterated it a few different ways, was allow the crisis to be who you really are and to move you to the place where you really should be. So Mary Jo's right. Well, this is going to give you a chance to test it. Is this where we really should be, where we do this hybrid model and, um, you know, just, a, just like what Joan was saying, too, that homeschoolers have been doing this for years. I, I have a friend who this is how her daughter did middle school. And, and she thrived where the traditional middle school, she did a year there and, and it was like prison. So, you know, I know maybe it's not for everybody, but we, we all get a chance to try it out. What were some other thoughts that were out there, um, you know, based on what you heard from John Maxwell today? Go ahead and unmute yourself if you'd like. So, so Katie, one of the things that John said was a crisis would make you do things that you would not do otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and so as I think of our teachers and how they're utilizing technology to drive instruction or to be the platform for instruction, these are things that they might not do in their classroom that they could have been exploring, but now they're forced to explore. And yeah. as a leader, you know, I'm forced to encourage our teachers to really step outside of their comfort zone and explore these platforms that they might not do otherwise because they haven't been forced to. Right, right. And Monica had a note here that says, you know, uh, what we do with bad experiences define who we be become. So those teachers who might not be as tech savvy as they'd like to be, they're going to have some bad experiences. <laughs> but if you as the school leader can give them the support that they need, they can say, oh, you know, they're going to have a great story to tell, you know, about how they, you know, they did a Zoom meeting like this. And, you know, they could, they're going to have lots of, ex you know, examples to share with their students and with their, their colleagues that will help them become even better. That, that plays into Tom's uh, uh, video clip on the best ways to do online meetings, you know, where to position your camera and the, and the tone of voice that you use and the delivery that you have. All of those are critical points because we don't necessarily, myself included, think about how we come across uh, in a virtual meeting situation. Right, no, we're, had, suddenly, we're suddenly all aware about not touching our face because now everybody can see. I had a meeting with a teacher uh, today and, and the meeting started off and all I could see was this from her. And if you, like if you can see me in the camera, it was just the top of her head. I go, oh, you didn't watch my video today, did you? <laughs> um, you know, I wrote, I wrote a blog and I don't know if I published it or whatever. I know it's in my notes and I just, I wrote this down. Never let a good crisis go to waste, mm. right? It's usually never let a good fail go to waste, but never let a crisis go to waste. And so there was so many things here that John specifically said today, you're going to run your business different, right? You're going to know what's important and what's not. You're going to learn how to prioritize at a different level. You're going to know which employees, which team members are going to rise to the top. And you may not have expected them to rise to the top, but for the first time, they're being put in their strength zone, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the teacher that's been afraid 
she's a, you know, he or she is a brand new teacher and maybe it's a more veteran staff and we don't do things like that here, right? But they have all these great tools of Google Classroom they've been using and all these other crazy things that are out there now. And now it's in their wheelhouse. So as a leader, it's your job to pull those pieces out of them, right? And to let them be themselves. You know, Katie, what was exactly your quote? You said that the crisis will create, say it again, whatever John said, you said, yeah. Allow the crisis to be who you really are and to move you to the place where you really should be. If I were running a school right now, I would take that quote and I would start my morning email or my morning message with it tomorrow. Right. And get everybody to dig deep and search for who is it that I am and who is it that I could be for this organization? Because what we thought was a two week potential hiatus is now eight weeks for some of us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this is no like this is no temporary solution. This is a long term solution, which we said a week ago that this was going to happen, right? And I kept saying, don't worry about two weeks. You need to be thinking eight to 12 weeks ahead now. Do it now because now it's here. Now you need to think. So hopefully some of you started a week ago to think through what that, what that might be. Um, and so when John started today, he said, how we view things is how we do things, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all about perception. And so another quote that John will use, he'll say, how you do anything, right, is how you do everything. So mm-hmm. if you're always viewing things as the sky is falling, you do everything like the sky is falling. If you always view everybody as a nail, the only tool you're going to use is your hammer, right? And like whatever it is. So this is very important. Self-awareness is going to be important. Communication is going to be important. Uh, if you haven't had some of those crucial conversations with those uh, teachers that can be overbearing or maybe just, you know, this is the time. Like, calm it down right mm-hmm. let let's let uh, people and the best ideas will rise to the top here and not everybody has to be in charge of of their entire classroom setting you could create it where there's one teacher per grade level who's the leader right or one reading person in charge of all the reading whatever it is you could do anything now right mm-hmm. i mean i'll go the rules of power school and whatever else i'm not sure how they're going to use any of that stuff so Charter schools are given a mile and they take an inch. Now it's the time to actually take the full mile and figure out what you can do, right? Because everything has an answer. There's an answer to everything. Right, you just have to find it. Now, it looks like uh, Clover Garden heard you last week, Tom, and they, they said, we've been telling our staff to plan for more than two weeks of virtual instruction. It paid off and today no one freaked out when the message came. Yay, That's, that is success. And then Joan has, Um, You know, like she says, this raises more questions. What about possible retentions? What about teacher renewal and honoring those that have raised to the, you know, risen to the challenge of online learning? How are we taking care of our people? Right. So the questions beget questions, but that's how you really get to where you want to go. And, um, you know, John gave us six questions or six things to focus on and be intentional about. Um, I don't know if you all wrote those down. But, you know, number one was personal time. Be intentional with my personal time. Be intentional with my family time. Catch up time. Um, Adding value time. You know, who else will I add value to today? And this is Tom and I. We're trying to add value to you all by having this forum available. 
your person of faith muscle. You know, my husband and my son and I were on a walk at the beach and I always see dolphins as a sign of, of good things to come. And there was a whole school of them. And my husband's been interviewing for this job and he just found out he was moved to the next level. I said, oh, see, you know, <laughs> my prayers and the dolphins may, are going to make it happen. Um, and then he gave us, he said to do think time was the sixth one. And he gave us three crucial questions. How will this crisis make me better? How will I use this crisis to help other people? And what action will I take that will improve my situation? You know, what, what, what wheels got to turning when you heard that list of how you were going to be intentional? Joan has trust muscle on here. Yes, she agrees with John Maxwell. I know for myself, I'm going to have to be much more schedule orientated mm. because being here at home, you know, it's the same kind of for our students. Students behave one way at home versus the way they behave at school. And I'm in a different mode when I am in the school building. And so I have to now, okay, it's eight o'clock. I still have to get up and function at eight o'clock and my home office has now become my classroom. So I'm going to have to really focus my time and really it will be um, something that I know I personally need to work on to make sure that I stay on schedule and I'm not letting things slip by and that I am focusing on everything that needs to be focused on because my brain won't see me as being at work. Right, right. And Joan makes a critical point here that we have to be schedule oriented so we can model it for our team and for our students. Because if you're yes. late for your Zoom meeting, then your students are, and you're probably never late at school, right? You're probably always at your door, exactly where you need to be. But if you're late for a Zoom meeting, they're like, oh, this is different. But, you know, we're, we don't have to follow the time. You know, and that's not the message you wanna send. You, so I, I hear you, Christina, that there is gonna be this, uh, there's gonna be some change. But that awareness is key, that you're, you're aware of where you're going to struggle, so then you can focus on it and um, you know, hold yourself accountable. I think one <laughs> thing, too, uh, and I think I realized that today, you know, I spent like, it seemed like 10 or 12 straight hours here. And that's normal. There's lots of days I work for 12 hours but not in front of a screen 12 hours always, right? So that's one thing for me, um, what action will you take? It's exactly what Christina just said, that you gotta be able to step away mm -hmm. and regroup and, and, and re-energize and uh, reassess your priorities to make sure that you're at your best, right? Remember John specifically says, you can't be 100% energy all day. So you got to pick your time. So as you're creating your schedule, where do I need to be at my best? Okay, I'm mm -hmm. nine o'clock with my students, 11 o'clock with my um, UMTSS team, right? We have to figure out now how to do this virtually, you know, and then I've got a two o'clock and, and um, but all these other times, you know, during my day, I can be at, you know, 50 or 75% because I want to be at 100% when I get to my family at their time at four, right? Or if you're balancing kids in between. So making sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, when I first got an office, you know, desk job is when I realized I needed glasses because I constantly had headaches, but I never had headaches in my whole life. 
And then when I went to get my eyes checked, I was 29. He's like, oh, you probably should have needed glasses when you were a kid. But I never realized it because I never spent this much time. Today, I felt like that. It was either information overload or screen overload. And I was like, oh, it's because I wasn't intentional with my break times, getting away from the computer and away from constantly having to think and process and decide um, is hard. So keep that in yeah, mind. Absolutely. And, you know, and John said today, two types of people are, you know, there are two types of people in time of a crisis. They ask, one person asks, how long will this last? So they're just trying to coast through until they can get back to their quote unquote normal. And then the second type are, how can I get better? And, and that's what you and Christina are doing. How can I get better? Right. I recognize there's going to be this difference. Um, and, you know, Joan has on here. I appreciated that John talked about catch up. The reading time is essential to my own development. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what I know about myself is I have to constantly be learning. That's just how I'm hardwired. And so I, I was like, you know, I signed up for a class two weeks ago and I haven't done any of the modules. So that's what I did this morning because I knew that's what was missing in my life last week. Um, and it's a different type of information than constantly updating the COVID-19 resource sheet or, you know, learning what's new. This is something I, I want to learn. And I, I really love it's grant writing. So, um, so that you know, finding those ways to to fill ourselves up during this time is really key. And what else do we have here? We have Christina. We have to make sure we keep screen time in mind for our students as well, right? You know, the, the uh, with the APA would never say that twelve hours in front of a screen is good for anybody, no matter what developmental age, even Tom's age. Right. That's right. It's very and, bad. <laughs> that's right. And then Rhonda said, everything worth doing is uphill. And that's what we're all doing uphill thinking. So if you're tired at the end of the day, there's good, good reason. Yeah. Um, there was a comment earlier, uh, Mary Jo uh, put it up here and we haven't really talked about it. Um, but it kind of goes back to your three questions here, Katie, how can I, you know, how's it going to make me better? Um, you know, how I use this crisis. And he said, mm -hmm. um, the difference is, you know, anybody can play a good hand well, right? If I'm dealt a royal flush or if I'm dealt a straight, like it's hard to lose that. It's how we handle a bad hand mm -hmm. that's going to make a big difference here, right? So, you know, you all weren't dealt royal flushes with your staff, right? You just weren't. You, 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 so, how do you make the best out of what you have currently? without mm -hmm. trying to completely rebrand and re and re um, you know, rebrand yourself and rejuvenate yourself and change your education plan on March, you know, 23rd, that's not a good idea. So, um, you know, know who you are, know what you aim to achieve by May 15th, <laughs> 15th, exactly. Oakley. And, um, and, and, and really, really focus on that and make sure everybody knows that they have a role but not everybody's going to be maybe in front of a screen. Maybe not everybody's, you know, the lead uh, person here. We got to do what's best for the entire organization, not just what's best for each individual. We're working for students. That's right. And, you know, the quote, um, another quote from John today was the biggest gap between successful and unsuccessful people is the thinking gap. And that's why when you get that bad hand, not only do you have to not have, you know, you have to put on your poker face, right? <laughs> Especially if you're in front of your staff, 
but you have to think, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to turn this hand into a winning hand? You know, life's not like Uno where you just, you know, it's just <laughs> a matter of luck. It's, you know, we have to actually think and create a plan and work with our team. Um, so what other quotes were out there that struck you as being poignant? I've seen some come up on the screen here. Trying to see if we've gotten everybody. Don't, oh, don't let perfect get in the way of good. Uh, Rhonda put that on there. And that is so true. Don't let perfect get in the way of good. Uh, because so don't wait until your, you, your digital plan is perfect before you release it, which I'm sure a lot of you have released it. You're already done. But, you know, just make it good and, and go with it and tweak it as you go. So we have another new comment. We are given life to overcome, not an overcoming life. Right, yeah, Beatrice, well, how did that, how did that hit you? That was one of those quotes that my gerbil wheel is still turning on. How did, what did you make, how did you make sense of that? Let's see, uh, yeah. Well, the way it, it may, it, for me, it was more on a personal level and just looking at my, you know, from my childhood to now to adulthood or adulthood uh, and just, uh, the, the way it, it spoke to me was not always by having to overcome. I don't, I don't know how to, I'm trying my best to uh, articulate it, but that we're given life to overcome. Um, I don't know how to best articulate it. You, you sound just like but I it, would be if I were explaining it because I'm like, it, I, I understand, but I can't get it out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> But just chew on it for a minute, and you know if you're if you, if clarity comes, please share. And anybody else want to jump in and, and help Beatrice and I out with this? So it's kind of like you know life's not meant to be easy. We're meant to work, right? You know we're meant to be challenged. It's not we're not supposed to be given the royal flush of a life, right? That, Oh, go sorry, ahead, Katie. No, go ahead, Monica. What um, Roman put in the chat book, chat box is kind of every adversity, failure, or heartache carries a seed of equal or greater benefit. Hmm. It's kind of that's don't let the you know the the crisis drive you. Let the opportunity drive you in life. Hmm. And so I kind of took what she said, which I thought was awesome, and put it to what Beatrice was saying. Right, exactly, because that's where our best stories and, you know, where our best strengths come are from these crises, you know, from, we you know, like Mark Cole was saying on a call, he's another one of the John Maxwell team, he's like, I don't like my story, you know, a lot of us might have, you know, I, there are parts of my story that I don't like, but they're my story, and they're the, when I try, when I connect with people, and I tell that story, we're, we're stronger connected because of the story, and uh, you know we relate better. Um, so we also have Emily, who is Heather on the screen. Yes, but we should not allow the stuff overcome us. That's right. So don't let that stuff. You know, you might be the the statue, but don't let that bird stuff stay on you. You know, you can always clean it off and move along and and beat the bird. Uh, and, uh, and Joan says, but in the struggle, we learn perseverance. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so I may see it a little bit differently. Um, you know, it makes me think of the tithing that we've been, you know, learning through our other group, right? Um, 
and Zig Ziglar, you know, you help other people get what they want and they'll help you get what you want, right? So mm -hmm. when I see the second part of that, the not an overcoming life, like things just aren't going to come to you for nothing. Mm -hmm. You have to give in order to get, right? It's, a, it's the right sacrifice. So um, uh, we're not, uh, we're, the quote's moving now on me. So um, where is it? Okay, yeah we are given life to overcome. So, you know, you know, if you're a believer, you know, God put you he, in uh, situations where you can be successful. And if you've thought about it, if you can envision it, it's there, right? It's there for you to take. He's not just going to hand it to you. You've got to actually seize it. Uh, you know, I remember when I first joined the John Maxwell team, it's been six years now. And I, I don't know if it was John or one of the other leaders, but he, but he kept saying, he's like, look, what do you think? Like the opportunity was only available to you. Like that, that opportunity was available for everybody to seize, but you took it because you saw it or you acted on it. And the reason why we don't act is usually some sort of self-doubt right some some something on you know in our own heads that is you know causing us not to not to take that next step we got an echo somewhere um so later in another call um paul martinelli and you know mark Hall is the president and, you know paul is the founder of the john maxwell team he said did you know that les brown if anybody's seen les brown he's an amazing motivational speaker slept on his brother's couch for 14 years before he tried to be a speaker, even though he kept saying for those 14 years, I know I will be a great speaker. John Maxwell took six years before he wrote his first book because he's like, I don't know, his first bad book, because that's what he said, right? He said, my mm -hmm. first book was, my first five were horrible. So that's 20 years. So Paul said, he said, they robbed us, their self-doubt, their inner gremlin robbed us of 20 years of their pure gems because of self-doubt and he's he just looked at the camera he said so what are you robbing the world of hmm. right i mean so when i see that quote that you know b wrote up there to me that's what it thinks you know like you're given life an opportunity to go and take it but it's not just going to be handed to you on a platter especially hmm. if you're not paying attention <laughs> self-awareness right. is so important so i totally agree with everything everybody said but you know for me being in this six years now, like I, I, I start to see that and be like, yeah, it's because it's there, right? So this is a, um, it's the Napoleon Hill quote that uh, Joan put in, every adversity, failure, heartache carries a seed of equal or a greater benefit. I mean, that's mm -hmm. exactly what Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich. I mean, that's, just, you know, like to the T, anything you fail from, you're going to learn something from if you choose to, but it's your choice to learn mm -hmm. from it, right? And how you see how you view things is how you do things. So if you view things as a, I've got a friend who always says, oh, just screw my life. Oh, woe is me. It's always me. I was like, yeah, it is always you because you're the one who keeps on carrying on the law of attraction and the law of magnetism of the negativity. Mm -hmm. like oh, nobody's, absolutely. nobody's out to get you, you know, except you, <laughs> you're out to get you. <laughs> So oh, absolutely. Hey, yeah. hey, uh, I appreciate that. And I hadn't connected it to tithing. I did connect it to this quote, the moments of crisis, the moment a crisis comes, a leader asks, how can I help? Mm 
And, and, I, and it ties back to B's quote because a lot of times when a moment of crisis comes, you know, it's easy to dip into, oh my gosh, what was me? And why, why do I have to be a school leader this time, right? Why, why couldn't I have been a school leader in the 70s or whatever? Um, mostly because I was five years old. But, um, but, you know, but instead, a true leader says, how can I help? What can I do? And so, Bede, have, have you had a chance to kind of chew on that a little bit more? Do you want to add on to what Tom and everybody has said? I just want to give you a chance to, to have the floor for a second. Well, no, great, great. Uh, I was, thank you guys for sharing, for Tom, for sharing that. Um, so basically, what, what comes to my mind when the part where don't be overcome or not in overcoming life. So basically, when life comes at you, don't, like, don't just sit there and like, okay, well, just let it, let it just come and mm -hmm. me not do anything about it. Or I was given life and I'm going to have to go out there and overcome it. That means I'm going to go uphill like that, that hand gesture he made, like always looking uphill and, and just, it's always going to be an uphill walk. Yeah, that's right. right. I like that. Yeah. So, but that, that's how I'm interpreting it. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think yeah. right now the hill is like this. Right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like some days are like, oh, you know, this is okay. But I think now with the governor, I mean, yeah, we're, we're at 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. We might be even 120, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, and I had written down what Joan had too, that every adversity, failure, heartache comes with the seed of an equal or greater benefit and you know I think about when I was a school leader and I, and I opened a school so all of that new school stuff creating the community implementing the curriculum you know I know Jones in that situation right now being a, you know she's in her first year of operation although it's her third school so she's good at it right Joan uh, you know but every single time she's done it she's learned and and you know and she's been able to implement it so what else has come to mind with you all with from this talk with John today? Oh, look at Joan. She's so great. I get to be a school leader now. It is humbling, right? How, so seeing this as a true opportunity. Yeah. How are you all feeling about, you know, this kind of coming togetherness? I'm, I'm super curious. You know, a lot of people will like emails and say, hey, thanks for sharing that resource, or I really get a lot out of the call. But I'd really be really curious about what do you get out of hearing from everybody else here on the call? You know, last night we had about, you know, 15 and there's 10 of us uh, tonight. And uh, there was 55 on the Thursday school leader chat if you were on that. So I'm really curious of, of what are the benefits that you're getting uh, from hearing each other, because uh, we got, you know, teachers and principals and all sorts of different roles. We got the executive director of the association here. So uh, uh, front office admin, there's a great, you know, collection of folks. What are you getting from, from these time uh, with each other? Um, Tom, this is Joan. For me, it's iron sharpens iron. It's, it's being able to listen to what other leaders and other individuals have to say about these times and it it really helps the reflection process for me uh, to be able to reflect on what i'm doing and what i need to be doing and am i doing the things that i should be doing so thank you what else 
For me, it's that I'm able to see something possibly in a different light the way someone else is seeing it. Um, so I may have thought of one quote one way and someone else thought of it of a different way and I can understand their reasoning as well. And so it opens up more ideas. Oh yeah, just like B and I were struggling with that. We understood it, but then, you know, we, but, but through all of us talking, we both came out with different understandings. So I, I think that's exactly right, Christina. Well, Right. Well, it's all about perspective, right? And nobody's mm -hmm. like, I'm not right. I don't know. That's just the way I view it. You know, everybody mm -hmm. has, has their thoughts. I'm reading a book called Resilience and they underlined something and I marked it and I was like, come back to this a month from now because I don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I, don't, I know it's important. I underlined it for a reason, but I'm not sure what it means to me yet. Mm. So good. Yeah, what else are uh, you guys gathering from this collection? It doesn't have to be just, you know, this session, or maybe it's a different session where you've come together, whether it's face or online. Um, Tom, this is Monica again. I just think um, because this is such a struggle, um, sometimes it just, you need to charge your batteries, you know, away from school with other people in the same struggle. And, and that also, you get to see their perspectives and that helps you. Um, release your perspective and get a new perspective so that you can continue on with the work at hand. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Thanks, Monica. You said, yeah, release. yeah, hold on. You said, you said, release your struggle. I really like, or you said, release your struggle and gain mm -hmm. and gain and, and gain a new perspective a new of somebody perspective. else's struggle so that you can continue on. Um, mm. It's not that you get rid of all of them. It's just that, you let go of yours for a little bit and look at the whole picture. It's a little yeah. bit different. Maybe, maybe my issues aren't as big as that other school leaders. <laughs> <laughs> well, not necessarily, I, but, I know, but yeah. it could possibly be that. Yeah. But it's just, you see that everybody's in it with you. Everybody's in the same boat. Cool. I think that release is really important too. Yeah. You know, just having that breather from your own concerns you're going to come back stronger just because you released it. Now, if you also get new ideas along with that, then you're just amplified, right? I agree. Uh, I, was, I was just going to point out some that we had some comments on here. We had Mary Jo, I'm empowered by the collaborative talk sessions, and, and she hopes that they continue after COVID-19, and so do we. Um, uh, the academic discourse is how we all expand our understanding, as Tom said. It is the perspective. Um, I like that from Natalie. I release your struggle and see others. I often feel isolated physically and otherwise it's good to hear from others. So those were a few of the comments that came up. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, I, I you know, I greatly appreciate you guys sharing that because that, you know, this is something that we really aim to do. I mean, we, we wanted to find ways to bring leaders uh, together. So when John said, use adversity to, you know, create advantage. It's like, well, this is the opening, right? Because that's all we're going to have is virtual over the next, you know, couple of months. So how do we keep a continuing conversation going and, and teach, you know, people to add value? Uh, because you're going to have to lead these types of sessions with your teams. I mean, that was one of the main reasons I created that short video uh, today. It might have been maybe a little bit, you know, too long, but, but that's what I've been experiencing, right, is the 
is the octopus, right? Just trying to figure out how to turn things on. And like, you can't see people's faces and people are talking over each other. Like now we all have to figure out this world and how to be a good facilitator of a meeting and get great results without, you know, people being frustrated by, by the virtual and all the other stuff going on. It's just one more thing. So awesome. Well, I have one more quote uh, if you want me to throw it out there. Yeah, go for um, it and let's and then let's let's uh, do our acts because we got about 15 minutes left. So we, we want to make sure we stay on time. All right. Sure, sure. So how can I make this a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block? I thought that was a really good visual. So if you're seeing this as a stumbling block, turn it into a stepping stone. Maybe you need to smooth it down a little bit and shape it. Um, but how can this get you to a stepping stone like Mary Jo was talking about? This is going to get us to the plan we thought we needed all along. Yeah, isn't it, um, isn't it interesting, right, Mary Jo? Like, this is how, this is how we're going to get there. I've always wanted my teachers to be more 21st century, and here we go. Game on. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, Game on. I like it. Yeah. Or, you know, I've always wanted to maybe revamp our education plan here's a good pilot, you know, we could prove that we could do it. Or, you know, maybe we don't have to add another building on and, you know, that's going to cost a half a million dollars. Maybe we could just find a way to build a virtual academy in, in, um, in collaboration with our current, you know, schooling. Why not? Right? Why not? Cool. Or maybe right. it has to be a combination of all the, of some of what we have done and yet take it into all of these futuristic approaches. I, I, I think there might always be a place for people who need to come to a building for whatever reason. Futuristic, what are you talking about? It's, it's now. Well, it's now, present. yeah, but we, we called it futuristic two weeks ago, okay? Seemed, the, the Jetsons seemed, are now. We are, we say, are the yeah. Jetsons. It seemed like the Jetsons three months ago. That's right. Yeah. And now it's now it's we're all part of the virtual academy. There's some really great you know points. There's I guarantee there's some great things happening in a lot of virtual schools, but a lot of them are not as successful from a state's perspective. But in North Carolina, I don't know if you guys know this, but in North Carolina, there's over almost six thousand students in the two virtual charter schools, 6,000. It's a lot of kids, right? Mm -hmm. So it is serving those 6,000. And then you got the NCVPS school. I don't know how many they serve, but you know, tons of more. It's a whole different model. So um, virtual school is very real and universities make a ton of money off of it for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause you pay the same amount of money for virtual classes that you do for your traditional you know brick and mortar college classes so when i go to somewhere like duke like i want to see a professor i ain't paying forty thousand dollars to stare at a screen so but anyway i'll get off my soapbox all right katie take us through our acts let's go okay so what are you so you have the act what are you what what actions are you going to take what changes are you going to make and what are you going to teach so for me i for my action i'm going to find new ways to help i mean that's that's exciting for me, and, uh, and, and so that's what I, I'm just gonna keep turning away on that. How can I help during this time? So if you have ideas, send them to me. Like, hey, Katie, this is how we really need some help. Um, so what about you guys? Tom, what about, what about you? Hold mm -hmm. that thought. So um, 
uh, Kate Alice Dunaway, which a lot of you may know Kate Alice. Uh, she's the principal at Invest Collegiate Transform now. So she sent me a message, I can't be on today because I am recording myself reading every book that we send home to children so they get to hear my voice. She's oh, doing that's... six hours a day of recording read aloud. And she goes, now that the governor just announced till May 15th, I may need some help. So I said, well, Audible's out there, but if I'm happy to read a couple. So that's one way, Katie, right there. You already have an answer. You're already doing read alouds. So if you don't follow Katie on Facebook, she reads bedtimes or morning stories or, or something to folks. Nine o'clock in the morning, Katie's story time. So check me out or friend me on Facebook and, uh, and you can connect it to your kids. Yeah, and I think for me, my act, um, that whole part about uh, um, take, take adversity, you know, move it into an advantage for me as my number one teaching change and apply. Like for me, that's, that's the key coming out of this is everybody needs to understand that this is not the death of you. It could be the beginning, a new beginning, mm. a better beginning of you. Um, so, but that starts with me first. So I'm, so I'm going to be, uh, you know, keep on working on that. What about you all? What actions are you going to take? For me, being a teacher leader and working on my master's towards administration, I want to learn from this. I want to learn from my leaders and what they did because uh, as John Maxwell has said, there's always going to be another crisis. You know, this is just the one that we're in right now. And every day there's a crisis. You, I mean, he went through all the various years and all Y2K and everything. So there's always going to be another crisis. So for me as a teacher leader, it's learning um, and watching what others have done and learning that maybe this wasn't a great thing to do or maybe, you know, how I would handle things and things like that. Hmm. That's great. Joan, I think for me, it's uh, looking at the adding value and asking teachers, what is the value that I can add? What is it that you need? And how can I better support you in this online learning platform? How can I add value? That's what leadership is all about. There's a comment in here from, uh, from Emily. She said, um, I thought it was her, let's see. Oh no, from Natalie from um, uh, Two Rivers. She said, looking at my six times and especially the adding value time. So those six, those six, those six things you can do intentionally that John said, I think that's what she's talking about to make sure she goes through those six, especially mm. the adding value time. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah, John called it something else. Um, I don't have my notes in front of me. You have read them out loud, Katie. Be intentional they? with my dot, dot, dot. So these gotcha. are all the things to be intentional with. That's right. Yeah. Faith, mm -hmm. faith and adding value, catching up, right? Yeah, wasn't mm -hmm. catching up on. Yep. That's good. Mm -hmm. Awesome. One more. Beatrice. Oh, she's too busy. We're putting Beatrice in the hot spot today. <laughs> Sorry. You're really... Uh, Sharpening me, yes. En, es, en español, por favor. Quieren que, que lo comparta en español, lo puedo hacer. Un poquito. <laughs> well, you know, as you, uh, for me, the, the, it's definitely filling a need. I'm the type I love to serve people. I love to serve uh, my community, uh, 
you know, my colleagues. And so definitely spilling a need. Uh, and right now, coming from the angle of working in the office as a Spanish interpreter translator, I feel like from what I see and just having the conversation with parents is to ensure that we are communicating everything to those families because they are, they, they're going nuts, right? And so, um, but so filling a need and also for me, just continuing to grow, sharpening my skills as an interpreter and translator because it is, it is stretching me and it's good because we, I want to grow, right? Always. But um, yeah, so filling a, filling a need and, and being there for my colleagues, uh, encouraging them. So Yeah, I love it. And just, just to piggyback off that, I just saw Emily put a comment. She's going to, um, adding value to people, she's going to write some happy mail. She's going to write some notes of encouragement. So I, I think that's a great idea um, to take some time. Uh, you know, to write your teachers, right? Everybody loves getting mail. Nobody likes getting junk mail or bills, but uh, mail's, you know, fantastic. So I love it. Well, hey, Katie, if I could steal 60 seconds here. Um, Please. I'm going to, so what I did is, um, if everybody, if you can't see my screen, um, Katie, if you could, oh, you would be able to drop this link in there. Um, do, 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 where did the chat box go? Oh, anyway, so I have moved all of our archived work into this web page here. And so uh, this, this page, you'll find all the links to what you need, our action guide, and then all of uh, links to the actual video. So you can go back and rewatch John. Um, you have a call from uh, last night that we did. Um, I thought I put, I'm going to put the chat notes in here, right? Because we can actually download all the, all the minutes. Oh, here it is. Oh, I need to move that. So, um, so I've already got John's call from today, or John's lesson from today already lined up. Uh, so that's what I'll do is I'll keep everything in one, in one spot. Um, and then there's a way on there to, um, you know, we, uh, Katie and I shared that if you're in this uh, program with us, then you, you've got access to, you know, complimentary uh, thinking partner sessions. So we want to be able to help you and your team. So that's right up top here. You can just click and it'll take you to my uh, calendar and uh, you can hop in and schedule that. So whether it's with your team or whatever um, you may need. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, equip you and resource you as much as possible. And so I thought it'd just be easier to put everything in one spot rather than keep on moving it all over. So I put that link down in the, in the chat box, uh, but it's the same one that's been emailed to you. Um, so tomorrow there's one more call with John. He's at live at noon and then we'll come together tomorrow night. And if you look at your action guide, the one thing that I would want to spend some time tomorrow night on is looking at how to utilize um, uh, the, you know, create, creating your plan, right? So what, so, you know, what's, you did all this work, now what? And on the, the last page of your action guide is a step-by-step uh, -step set of questions. Um, what's, your, what's your desired outcome? What's your current reality? What resources are you going to need for that outcome? Whatever it may be, but it's to help you and support you create a plan. So if we can take um, some things uh, tomorrow um, to be able to do that. And then that's what, you know, when we meet, you know, when Katie and I take our time with you, have that 
kind of outlined at least so we can help you get from here to there, whatever there is, right? That you're here to there action plan. Um, and then hearing that this is adding value to you, Katie and I have, you know, set up time. Um, and so I'm going to send you a link that if you want to apply to be a part of something like this continually, uh, we have, you know, vowed, Katie and I vowed that we're not charging anybody for anything um, through this work, right? So we have a mastermind link set up um, and you could apply for it. And so uh, right now we've got some times and they're on Mondays. And so we're looking for groups of six to eight uh, people to fill those spots to be able to think through this time. Because now that we know that we're not going to be in school um, in a brick and mortar situation for the next couple of months, um, that uh, you need, you know, you're going to need that, those, those great things that you said, right? So you had, you know, talked about sharpening your saw and hearing other people's ideas and thoughts. Um, so I'm going to put that link in here. And so there, all the way through June 30th, there would be no cost to be in a program like that. And if you wanted to continue it next year, that's perfectly fine. We would love to have you in it. Um, so there's a link to the mastermind, and I'll put that in that email. But it'd be great to, to be able to start that um, the first week of April or so uh, to get everybody involved uh, together to continue this work, this uh, collaboration. And the goal might be uh, we've got one for teachers, um, you know, set up starting in April, and then we could have one for administrators, and then we have ones for other, you know, types of school leaders too. So we, you know, we've talked about having a coach as one. So the more people who apply, the more we can break us into similar groups so we can get that time. So if you have any thoughts or questions about that now, uh, you know, feel free to ask or if you want to email me or message me later. Um, but all of us, right, are not as smart as one of us, right? Is that right? Is that what he said? Is it that way again? Katie? One of us is not as smart as all of us. See, you're so much. See? I just proved the point. See, there's two of us, and that means it's... That was a test. Grand. That's right. That was a <laughs> test. Yeah, so the more that we can continue this uh, collaboration specifically on, on this work, right? on this work of leading through crisis, improving ourselves and improving our organization, that would be the goal of that you know, specific mastermind. And we could, if we wanted and if we agreed, we could just use a curriculum. If we wanted to all read a book together, we could read a book together. If we just want to do you know, hot seats and I'm having a problem, we could do that. So the, so the group will determine what the content is. And, and, you know, Katie and I can take you through all sorts of books. And one book that might be a good one that maybe none of you have all read is um, Today Matters. is a great John mm. Maxwell book. And it's just about, you know, the sense of urgency and importance of every situation. But there's lots of things we can, we could talk about that later. So you have the link. If you want to apply, go ahead. Uh, there will be no cost uh, to you to be part of it. Um, so, um, and we're going to start putting that out this week. So you guys are the first ones to have that opportunity to apply and be a part of that executive empowered executives mastermind groups that we're building. So, so what, what about like for us newbies continue first finish that, that the mastermind series finish that first. Is that what you rec recommend? Yeah. So we're all going to be finished with these, with these sessions uh, tomorrow night. Right. And, and so we, so we could, if you, if you hopped in now, you could pick right up next Monday and be part of the next, you know, continuation of a mastermind. Yeah. So at least, you know, you have a weekly 
conversation of other like-minded leaders to help you, you know, think through whatever challenges, right? So for you, you know, be it might be, you know, growing your, you know, external business or you know, it could be handling things in your community, whatever it is. And, you know, Christina might be part of it. And she's like, well, I'm going through my master's program. I'm trying to figure out organization, right? So it's just an, it's an opportunity for other leaders to pour into other leaders. Um, you know, I'm in a couple of mastermind groups and, and, and to build my business and to build me. And they're, they're really, um, it's unbelievable every week when I walk out well, virtually, I'm like, wow, like that was so good to get off my chest what I need to say, but also to have other people hold me accountable, ask me really good questions and get me to think at a whole different level than I was before. Tom, before we sign off, I just wanted to highlight what Rhonda added. And you know, Rhonda, you all, everyone, you all know Rhonda Dillingham with the North Carolina Public Charter School Association. Uh, we partner with her all the time, and we're so fortunate to have her with us tonight as well. She is. Um, she said that she is looking for ways to showcase the great things our schools are doing, and she is setting up times to do to you know to record your message so email her i put the email in the chat it's rhonda at ncpubliccharters.org and let her highlight your school she wants to get it out there to show all the great work that you all are doing yeah awesome yeah that that's a really important piece because we are talked about not being innovative and the one thing that we can do is we're all bass boats everybody we can turn on a dime compared to some you know school districts haven't even been able to wiggle out of their own way because uh, they're dealing with so many other different things. You know, they have to deal with, you know, nutrition. And, you know, some of our charters are are the main food source, right? But they've already found a way in a quick way to be able to serve, you know, kids' food uh, compared to a school district. It's just harder for them to move. Um, so, yeah, so all the great things you're doing, uh, reach back out and we'll do that. So, um, Awesome. All right. So Katie, I'm going to let you uh, close this off. But um, if if you're listening to this on an archive, if you go to our website, lbleaders.com, I will put the links to the very top uh, to be a part of the mastermind groups um, or, you know, anything that we've got going on now. So we've got starting in April, Katie, we're going to have mastermind groups for uh, principals and teachers. Right. And Katie and I were part of a, um, a youth leadership summit. And so it's pretty cool. There's like 25 of us who put five or like 10, 10 minute videos that you're all, that everybody's going to have access to for free that you could take your secondary youth through um, as a leadership program for them over the next 90 days as well. So all, you know, different types of lessons. My lesson in particular was called everything worthwhile is uphill. So there you go. And Katie, you did yours on, what was yours on? Uh, building awareness on time management because they have so much time on their hands now and I wanted to help them be useful. Yeah, cool. And the lessons are good for adults too. Uh, it's, a, it's the same thing that everybody needs uh, to learn. So, um, so that will be another resource that sh I think it might be public now, but we'll make sure we get in everybody's hands um, within the next you know, day or so. Try not to inundate everybody with 6,000 emails, but it seems impossible. So uh, but anyway, we always try to add value with our emails and not send crap. Uh, so, <laughs> good, Katie. You're up. Finish us uh, out of here. Oh, I'm up. Okay, okay, very good. So, you know, allow the crisis to be who you really are. 
you know, so you know who you are. It's in your heart. It's in your soul. It's who you were born to be. And, you know, for my change that I was writing down from today's lessons, it was to stop holding back my ideas because sometimes I'll have this idea and I think, eh, you know, people are going to think I'm crazy. Well, they might already think that. So I might as well just throw it out there and confirm it. <laughs> um, but be who I really should be, be who you really should be, and move to the place where you really should be. So who knows where this opportunity is going to bring us. So, you know, to be that river in your team's life and in your own life and see where, see where it takes you to. So thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be with you again tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.